Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Wednesday to you. Oh, man. I hope you're all doing well. I am. And after that... After that last episode with the the guy with the problem players, uh, something 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 a little lighter I think is in order. So I'm going to do some DM tips and tricks here, since I have nothing else on my mind and I just discovered something the other night when I was playing the Monday game. Or I was running the Monday game, I should say, because I've been playtesting my North Texas game that I'm going to that I'm going to run there. I always play test it with my group beforehand. I just want to kind of a, just a general feel of how it's going to kind of go and what I'm going to forget or something like that. And believe me, I forgot a lot. <laughs> and now, you know, my favorite thing is graph paper. I mean, yes, index cards are a must. They are handy, and so are post-it notes. But me, my thing is graph paper. Graph paper, to me, is indispensable for role-playing games. And, you know, I'm not telling you anything new, but, you know, it's the way you do it. I mean, I but when I buy composition books to use in the games, I make sure they're grab paper composition books just so I could... It, they're so versatile. Not only to draw a dungeon, or you can do an impromptu dungeon or something like that. So not only that, but it's just... You got the you got the advantage of lined paper there, but you also got the graph, so you can include a picture of whatever. And it's great for tracking hit points. And I managed to get by those those packs of graph paper tablets that like Walmart and other places have. You know, Staples, Office Depot, all that kind of stuff. They sell them like two packs for three or four bucks. And what I like is, is that it'll go through my wife's laser printer. So I can actually print stuff out on the graph paper itself and then keep track of hit points with the boxes. I've talked about this before. I outli- I found out how many hit points and outlined the boxes so I can go check, 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 check during the game without having to worry about it. Or if they do a really big amount of damage, it's always like either in blocks of 10 or 20, I'll just take a whole line and draw through like 20 of them or something like that. Yeah, they do. I'd do 35. Okay, 20, 35. There we go. And I learned something last night about, about the, the hit points because one of the things I forgot to do when I prepped is outline the hit points for the monsters. And I'm not even talking about outlining. I mean, I mean, I saw the hit dice there and I didn't even roll them. I didn't even roll the hit points. So I went in there with the the graph paper blank. I mean, the, I usually have it set up with the stats on the top, and then I have the hit points below. I print it out that way or I write it. And this is also a good tip for people who just sit there and write, okay, 35 hit points, and then you're just like mentally calculating while they're taking hints. Okay, you did that or at that or at that. that. To me, that's too much math during the game. Too much math. That's why I like to check them off. But I figured out last night, it actually helped me because I didn't have the hit points down. But 
what I did was I played the percentages. I did figure out, okay, this monster is a six-hit die monster in a 6d8, uh, six, and basically let's say 8d8. It's easier. <laughs> Multiplication was never my forte. Math was never my forte. So eight times eight is 64. If you can figure, maybe it's about, I give them about mm, 55 hit points. Okay, fine. So what I did was I broke it down into percentages. And each box I checked was either 5 or 10 hit points. You can do it either 5 or 10 hit points. So I said, okay. And also it's great because if you're doing that, you run out of room. So I'll, I will play the percentage then. Okay. He's doing 55 hit points. So each box is 5 hit points. So he did... 35 to them. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. So I mark out seven boxes. And it's all the same. It's just condensed and recalculated. And you can do it that way too. And that that was a time saver. Let me tell you, that was a time saver. And it made the, it helped me keep going the game. I'm always looking for you know how in amusement parks and like Disney parks and stuff like that, say Space Mountain or something like that, they have a series of brakes to stop or slow down the train if they need to? Well, I'm always looking for those brakes in games. I don't like them because it breaks the flow of the game. And I've got all these things going on in my mind while I'm running the game. And my job is to make it as smooth as possible, when to move the train, when to put the brakes on. But I don't want artificial brakes like having to sit there and calculate hit points during the encounter. I want something with a, with a, where I can just check it off. But like I said, some, some of you can do that in your head. That's fine. But this is also for you guys, too. You figure out the percentage of hit points they have. I'm not saying you shouldn't roll them. I mean, you can roll them right there. If you're getting into a battle and say, okay, wait a minute, and just boom, boom, boom. Okay, there's the hit points. You can do it that way. Or you don't even have to block them out on the graph paper. You can just write 55 next to it and then just check them off without even marking them. And you say, okay, every hex, every every square is 10 points or 5 points or whatever it is. So you play a percentage. And, and you can look at it and go, okay, yeah, he can't take one more, so fine. And so you just work it out that way. That's very, very handy. Also, initiative. Initiative, I let the players track initiative. My initiative is always the same thing. It's a D10, 1 to 10, and I just call out numbers and people move. And that's the way I do it. I don't do encounter initiative like 5e. Every every round is recalculated initiative. I like the randomness of that. And I don't, because also I don't want to sit there and go, okay, you're this, you're this, you're this. And we'll just, you know, that's their job. You guys keep track of initiative. I've got my initiative. You guys keep track of your initiative. I don't know why that things like 5e, they're always trying to make the DM's job. It just seems to me it makes D, they're always trying to make the DM's job harder, giving you more stuff to do when you're supposed to spread the love, spread the work. And so I, I appreciate whole encounter initiative. You don't have to keep rolling initiative, but I don't mind. I mean, it doesn't slow the game down. Actually, it keeps the game going because if they know they're going to have to roll for initiative every round, they'll be more engaged. They'll be more engaged about what's going on. 
when you say when you keep saying roll for initiative, they're gonna know. Hey, we gotta pay attention to this. They're not looking at a phone or see. We I use phone in my Monday game. The games I use, we use phones and tablets because that's where they look up the rules. They have a everybody has a PDF copy of the rules I'm using. And I, it's okay, because I know they're not looking at Facebook. I know they're not looking at chatting or anything like that. I know they're looking up the rules. Hell, I can see it on their, <laughs> on, their, on their screen there. So phones and tablets are okay at my games, as long as it pertains to the situation at hand, which is the game. So they are looking up the rules, and I don't mind that. But if I keep going roll for initiative, hey, oh, yeah, well... All right, I'll look that up later. Here we go. And everybody stays abreast. That's why I never get people who say, who say, well, what's going on? What's going on? They know what's going on. They're involved. And that's one of the reasons why I do initiative that way. It only makes sense. It only makes sense at my table. <laughs> well, not just at my table, but you know what I mean. But anyway, those are some things that you can use in your game, I hope and take what you will from it. Now i got to get my day started here. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything, email me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or send me a voicemail at Anchor. And we're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program on Anchor, and I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, and Mark, as usual, for supporting my program. I appreciate you guys. You guys are great. So until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.